It's November 18th, and you're listening to the Magnificent Fantasy Football Show. Hello, hello. Come one, come all. Come together. Simultaneously. And listen to your boy Manatee Jackson on the mic talking about all these sweet games we have to look forward to tonight on Thursday, November 18th. Definitely not September, like I said last week. (laughs) So a lot of goodness, goody goods to get to today. Quick recap of last week. Um... It was a miss for me, damn it. Uh, it was so darn close, though, let me tell you. You know, I the news comes out, you adjust things, you get Mark Ingram in your lineup. Of course, Dernis Johnson talked about him. But then Ramondre, rheumatoid arthritis, Stevenson, getting the start in a tough spot. Of course, he hit every single year, or every, all year, Every single backup running back has just been hitting. So it's pretty annoying, not going to lie. Getting the values and paying up has been failing. And going with Matt Ryan versus Dan Quinn in a revenge game. Should have seen that. Should have seen that narrative. Uh, Dan Quinn had the Falcons number. And Matt Ryan and the Kyle Pitts stack was pretty fucking disgusting. But you you live and learn, you know. And as a Kyle or a Cowboys fan, that's especially embarrassing. Um, <clears throat> see Devonte Adams, whatever. Mike Williams killed you, killed me. In a smash spot versus the Vikings. So, had Dak Prescott on this list. Should have paid up for him. I think it was 900 more than Matt Ryan. And what I thought was going to be a shootout and tit for tat type of deal. Nope. Did not. Did not get there. Um, yeah. So, fuck that. And Zensei, shout out to you, my my good sir. Could not be on the, the horn today. He was thinking about it. But... He killed it last week. He did have Dak. He did have... He had uh, C.D. Lamb and James Robinson. Those guys, like, hit instantly. Like, first drive of the game. So, you did it. You did it last week, sir. Kudos to you. And, um, yeah. Let's see if you can go back to back, bud. Let's see it. And I think think it's going to be... A resurgence for the manatees this week. Got a good feeling about it. And we're going to start with, very briefly, the showdown slate where the biggest surprise so far are the Falcons are 4-5. and five. How the fuck is that possible? Um, they're playing at home versus the 6-4 and four Patriots. And I'm so down on these Falcons after their disgusting performance versus the Cowboys last week. But I could be wrong. I'm not going to go 
heavily invest in this one or really try to understand it, I'm just going to go all Patriots. You're forced to in showdown on DK. Forced to squeeze in at least one uh, member of each team. So you have to get one member of the Falcons in there. I'm going to go all Patriots all day long. And if I'm looking on the Falcon side of the ball for one person I want in there, I'm not going to blow the budge on Matt Ryan. Kyle Pitts also way up there. Um, I'll probably just get cute. Everyone's hating on Mike Davis. But if Patterson's out, uh, Gallman got all the run because Falcons been their starters when the game got out of, the, out of hand. So I think Davis could catch a lot of balls and um, you have to run on the Patriots defense. It's really tough to pass against them, especially when your pass catchers are Zacchaeus, Gage, and Sharp. Um, I'm sure Bill Belichick is going to be all over Kyle Pitts. They're actually strongest in the slot with Miles Bryant, second year pro. I mean, definitely a size advantage. He's only 5'9". Kyle Pitts is, what, 6'6"? Six, six? <laughs> Definitely a size advantage there. So Pitts could still get it done. But I just don't trust this offense. I'm going to get cute. Probably go with Mike Davis. Haven't decided. Depends on what I can forward because I'm going all Patriots. Definitely going to go Mac Jones, Captain. Not going to think twice about it because everything else just gets so evenly divided. Um, John O. Smith, if he's in this one, it you know, cuts into Hunter Henry, who's mostly just a red zone target. Definitely like Henry Moore if John O. is out. Not too curious about any of the wide receivers, but I am curious, looking at previous games, all the production goes to the running backs on the ground and through the air, so that also helps Mac Jones. I think after Stevenson's blow-up game, um, he had, if you look at snap percentages, he had Harris's role and his role, and then Bolden just had his old role. So if they go back to the old formula, it's going to be Harris and Stevenson, like sharing it, both getting, you know, roughly an even amount of snaps and <clears throat> Bolden getting like his three catches. Um, but I almost feel like they're just going to go to a two-man backfield. I'm going to jam in both of those running backs in this game. I'm going to jam in Mac Jones and the captain. Like I said, starting the Patriots defense for sure, because I don't trust that Falcons offense to get anything done. They look so gross. And give me the, the Patriots kicker, Folk, who is a veteran, been killing it all year. In a game where there's not going to be a ton of fantasy production, I think he's safe. He's a safe floor. So, gross one to talk about. Moving on to the main slate. And we got the Colts going to Buffalo. And we've got, what do we got? 49 and a half over under. So, people thinking a lot of points here. Bills favored by seven. Uh, playing a pretty tough run defense doesn't matter. They don't really lean on their running backs. And all of their wide receivers are going to be able to get open against the secondary. I'm not going to try to guess which one. And after Diggs' blow-up game last week, um, could be interesting, but I don't think he hits a ceiling just with nothing really needing to funnel to him. 
uh, like it did last week. Should have had digs on the lineup. I've said all year the Jets' defense, it's a funnel to the perimeter wide receivers. Even though everyone thinks they're terrible everywhere else, they actually have some good pieces. So he blew up, missed that one. The only gamble you have in games like that is if the Bills just destroy the Jets and get a short, like, you know, really good field possession all game. That's when you get those games where the quarterback has like four touchdowns and 200 yards passing. (sighs) Anyway, missed it. Moving on. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to put anybody down. Surprise, surprise. And other side, the, the man, Jonathan Taylor, the 20, what is he, 20, 22 year old out of Wisconsin, um, versus pretty tough Bills defense. I'm not getting there. Uh, tough secondary, tough safeties, tough line, tough linebacker. He'll get the volume. I think he will get 20 rushes again for the second time this season. Crazy. It's only been once this season. It's gotten over 20 rushes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's kind of one of those talent prevails things. He could, he could break one on every defense. I'm just not going to put the chips on it for this one and not trusting anyone on that side of the ball. So we're completely fading that game. And I checked the weather report. There's two potential rain games to consider to, to be worried about. And they both have like just under 50% chance of rain. So I kind of trust it. I know that could change quite a bit leading up to Sunday. So worth checking again, but first rain game Ravens in Chicago at soldier field. Um, it's already a run heavy attack on both sides of the ball. So the rain is going to favor that even more. So not touching any of these pass catchers. And on the Bears side, D. Monty Montgomery, um, first game back from injury last week. And people are thinking, oh, is he going to, he's going to share it with Herbert still quite a bit. He had an 85% snap percentage. With how run heavy that Bears de- uh, offenses, he only rushed it 13 times. So if they trust him and they're going to, like, he's going to be the workhorse again and they're going to lean on him. He's definitely going to touch the ball more than he had two catches, more than 15 times. But it's a pretty tough, pretty tough defense. But if you need a cheap running back, he's your guy. Why not go for it? Um, What's he at? He's only like 55. So not terrible. Not a terrible choice. Uh, 5,500, yeah. So... I think he'll make the list just based on value. Um, I'll still try to avoid him simply because will he had, I mean, he's, I don't predict him going over a hundred rushing yards. Dalvin cook's been the only person to do that versus the Ravens all year dating back to 2019 even. So EFS week 11. So could he get a rushing touchdown for sure? Um, I just think he has a high floor, not a high ceiling though. So we'll put him Monty 
Monty's on there at 55. Um, okay. So, Monty, thank you for coming back and playing the sport. We appreciate that. Uh, nobody else, I guess, if we want to talk tight end, Cole Commit. Yeah. I think it's just uh, tight end this week in general. Um, nothing super appealing to pay up for. Unless you want to go Kelsey. I mean, Kittle's right up there, too. But I don't know. Everybody else is just a punt, in my opinion. <clears throat> so you're kind of chasing value. And um, Cole Komet is sitting down there at 34. So I don't even think I'm going to write down a tight end this week. That's just how I feel. And we're moving on. We're going to talk Detroit going to Cleveland to play the Cleveland Browns and the other. This is the only other rain game to consider so yeah rain game nick chubb should be off the covid list nick chubb should be in a blow-up spot here's the thing about nick chubb though you have to hope he gets like 30 points off of his 15 touches because for whatever reason even with cream hunt out he still only gets all year long he has Snap percentage, highest snap percentage all year long is week two, 57%. So even in week eight and week nine, 56% snap percentage. Rushed the ball 16 times and 14 times. Caught the ball once and twice. So he he's going to get like, yeah, around 16 touches. You just got to hope he gets three touchdowns. <laughs> and he does. And it works really well for people. But I like to go after opportunity so i'm staying out of that one and away from everything else because it's a ring game so bear you know pretty low priced defense option on the line side in a rain game they might get lucky and get some turnovers if you need to save the money why not go for the lion's thief it's gonna be gross but punt defense who cares and brown's defense is gonna kill the freaking lions in the ring game um you don't want anybody on the Lions side of the ball and i was thinking oh my gosh swift carried the ball over 33 times last week he's been unlocked that was even without passing production throwing some catches for sure going forward with that type of rushing volume and he's gonna be like the top running back and he's a pretty cheap price at 7k but but I also look at this on the other side and say it took him, what, 35 touches last week to get under 20 fantasy points. So do we really think he's going to touch the ball over 30 times again? It just made me gross. I don't think they're going to score a lot of touchdowns, if any. And if he has to touch the ball... He had touched the ball 36 times last week. Wait a second. Is that right? I have to double check because it's just so unbelievable. 36 times last week. Couldn't even get 20 fantasy points. So no thanks, Swift. You're swiftly out of my consideration. <clears throat> That's all we got to talk about there. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Houston... 
playing the Titans and Tanny Hill is going to feed Brown a lot. Brown's in a good spot. Texans actually have a pretty good running defense. Uh, decent D line. Looks like Neville Hewitt came back from injury. He's a veteran. He showed out pretty well last week. It looks like, and whatever. I don't know. I don't think they're going to be able to run a lot. It's going to be a low scoring game. This has what a 44, wait, a 44 and a half over under. And going back to the, I don't think I talked about that. Other two games are like 45 and 44 too. <clears throat> so you don't really want to attack these low scoring games, but if Brown's going to just feast and get a ton of volume, I mean, he's for sure on the list at a uh, price point at 77. So definitely going Brown. Brown, second guy on the list. We have two guys now. Perfect. AJ. AJ B. At 77. And that's all there, folks. Um, Texans. I mean, Titans defense has just, just been shutting teams down. I thought I wanted to get really cute. Initially, like Brandon Cooks and his 14 targets he got last week at a cheaper price point. Um, but I'm just not going to trust it. I also wanted to consider Nico Collins. He's due for a breakout game. I think he could he could surprise people in this game, and he's pretty cheap at 33. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to try to guess it in this one. And I think the Titans defense just really limits any production out of this Houston Texans offense. So that's it there. And then we got everybody's favorite game of the week. Green Bay in a dome in Minnesota. And Green Bay's defense, I've been wanting to pick on them all year. It hasn't worked out too well. And I don't know what's going on with Dalvin Cook. The Vikings line, but I don't think Dalvin Cook is going to repeat his three touchdown rushing performance that he got versus Stevens last year and over 100 rushing yards in one of those games. Um, I don't know. I think Thielen and Jefferson will get loose and kind of do their thing. Conklin and Osborne could kind of split production there. Just nothing really telling me start this guy. Although I think. You'll be, you'll be like, okay, yeah, that's not bad if you pick Thielen or Jefferson, but it's not going to be like, oh, I knew it. So other side of the ball, Devontae Adams versus Vikings defense. The reason why we loved Mike Williams so much on the perimeter versus banged up secondary smash spot wasn't for him. We thought that the week before with Marquise Brown's smash spot, he got there in overtime. So Devontae Adams burned this defense both games last year. Got over 100 yards rushing and a touchdown one game and like three touchdowns under 100 yards in the other. So um, no Aaron Jones. I don't think it's going to matter too much. AJ Dillon's still going to fill that role. I think, I mean, he's definitely going to share the backfield a little bit but it'll probably get like an 80 plus percent snap share. And I don't know. I really think it's going to have to funnel two atoms. I mean, Dylan is 
one of my favorite prospects from a running back talent perspective. He's a huge beast bowling ball, thunder thigh man who can explode up the field and surprisingly can catch the ball very well. So maybe he is a little underpriced here, but he's going to be over over owned against a, a Vikings defense that can stop the run. So I think it still carries too much risk. I could still see him getting over 20 rush attempts under 100 yards and no touchdowns. So with that floor, with that popularity, it's a fade, fade for me. So I think a lot's going to funnel Adams. I think Valdez could get loose too. So it's kind of setting up nicely for some of these pass catchers, but I'm not going to roll the dice on Valdez. I think Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is just going to lean on Adams in a competitive um, environment. So definitely going to go Adams at 84. That's it there. We'll talk Miami going to the Jets. Why not? We got Joe Flacco raw-dogging it out there, unvaccinated, versus this very tough Miami Dolphins defense who has been blitzing at a pretty high rate. So old man Flacco, better get that ball out quick. Um, he better not get it out to those perimeter cornerbacks because <clears throat> he's going to have a lot of turnovers if he does. Uh, Dolphins defense... Should shred it in this one. If you want the cheap of the cheap tight end, 2,500 Griffin has been getting the snap percentage um, for the tight ends, for the Jets. But yeah, they're not really going to move the chains that much. I'm intrigued by uh, um, some ownership in this backfield. You know, whether it be uh guy can't think right now. Spacing on his name. Didn't have my cough yet. But whether it be Ty Johnson or um dang it, hold on. This is embarrassing. I'm embarrassed. Now I can't even remember what oh yeah, the Jets. That's why I'm going blank. Michael Carter. <laughs> I mean Michael Carter gets he had fifty eight percent. And 52% snap percentage last two weeks. The two weeks prior, he had 70s above, you know, 70 and 72. But he's just been like getting half the touches every game. So I was interested, thought he would get a lot of catches, and you do kind of need to run the ball versus the Dolphins, but I'm not inspired by this offense. So no thanks. Uh, for cheap defense, not too bad going with the Jets. They're another cheap, cheap deep. I think they're 23, kind of like with the Lions. Good D-line. Still love my man, CJ Mosley. Um, you attacked the Jets on the perimeter. Waddle's actually got a tough spot. Siki in the slot also kind of as well. Um, so I don't love Gaskin. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't like this offense. But I like the the Jets as a cheap punt play because <clears throat> I think that's going to hit the under. 
at a 45 over under Dolphins favored by three and a half. <clears throat> Let's keep cruising through this. Um, like to settle this up before I have to work in seven minutes. Let's see if we get there. So Saints at Philly feeling out how good the, the Eagles have been playing. And here's what I'm going to talk up all day long. I've been screaming at someone to grab and start this guy because I need this team to win. Quez friggin' Watkins smash spot opportunity with Devonta Smith getting the Lattimore coverage treatment. And Quez Watkins, here's what I want to tell you about Quez Watkins. <clears throat> First of all, his snap percentage. Let's let's just see how his snap percentage has been trending, shall we? Shall we? Quez Watkins snap percentage. Started the year at 4850, went to 6658. Since then, 82, 77, 72. Last three games, 89, 96, 89. So the guy's on the field all the time now. He's a full-time starter. Uh explosive, you know, six foot, runs a four-four. He had a bomb, like 30-ish yard touchdown slip through his fingers last week. So that would have put him on more people's radar. I'm glad it didn't because you got Gardner Johnson now out of this game. He's injured. So backup slot coverage and against a defense that funnels volume to the slot. And that's where Quez lives. And that's where he's going to feast in his, um, in his breakout performance in this one. So 1000% Quez. <clears throat> yes. Yes. Say yes to Quez. At 37. You're welcome. And freaking pick up that guy and start him, damn it. I need you to win. You know who you are. Okay. <clears throat> That's all I got there. All right. Eagles defense, tough on the perimeter. You've got Harrison Callaway on the perimeter. You're not starting him anyway. Traquan Smith could get some targets at 44. Kind of like him there, but... There's too many other good options. So he's not making the list. Troutman has been getting the opportunity. He's pretty cheap. He's 33. So for a punt tight end, I would just build your lineup and see what you can afford. If you can afford Troutman at 33, he's going to get six targets. You could do worse. That's all we want. Um, if Kramar is back and healthy in this game, he for sure makes the list. But... <clears throat> Um, I think they can trust Ingram a little bit more, so I'm going to wait and be patient and see how that timeshare pans out, and he's at 81. So too much risk at 81 for me. So all we got in this game is Quizzy. And <clears throat> God, sorry, damn. My voice in the morning just sucks ass. So... This is probably one of the more fascinating games. <clears throat> Last one, I promise. Of the week, kind of. You got the Washington football team going to Carolina. Um, Cam Newton starting in this one? I believe so. He's taking first team reps all week. And at 5,100 um, with an offense that should have the ball a lot. I'm predicting because no more Montez Sweat to play against. No more Chase Young. Um, so the D-line is pretty 
fucking beat up and their linebacking core sucks. Um, it's going to make things really hard for their secondary. Their secondary got a boost when there's pressure on the quarterback and the quarterback only has like two seconds to throw the ball. But without that pressure, secondary takes um, a bump down. A bump down? Anyway, Cam Newton, 51. If he's starting, they have a really good defense. I don't think the Washington football team is going to move the chains that often. So it's going to put the ball in Cam's hands a lot. There's going to be a lot of scoring opportunities for this offense. I got to smash Cam Newton in there all day long at 51, even though you got to love Dak Prescott this week. But Cam is a man, and McCaffrey is as well. Um, Christian, Christian McCaffrey. Let's just take a peek. Christian. He's a good Christian. Um, Yeah, second game back from injury, 59% snap percentage. So wasn't on the field. Like, you know, just over half the snaps touched the ball 23 times. So if he has like an 80% snap percentage at home where ticket sales have been booming in Carolina since Cam Newton came back last week, um, I think they're going to want to show out. They're getting actually competitive and their playoff hopes are are becoming alive. Uh, McCaffrey, if he's going to get 10 targets at 59%, Snap percentage. I I mean I gotta get him. I gotta get him in the lineup. It's, it's C Mac, folks. It's freaking C Mac, and he's only freaking eighty nine hundred. So Cam and C Mac all day long. QB Cam fifty one. C Mac, the C Mac attack. Our good little Christian boy at eighty nine. All right. Yep, 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 yep. I'm not going to try to stack any receivers here. And flip it. Washington football team actually did pretty good against the Bucks. I'll give them that. That was a tough defense to face, but this is also a really tough defense to face. Uh, Ron Riviera in his revenge game, um, he doesn't call... I don't know if... I don't think he... He's the OC or the DC, so I don't think he's going to call or get their number on this Panthers defense. I think this offense is going to struggle quite a bit. Um, This defense is, what, 26, 27? They're worth it, and no thanks all around on that side. Which brings us to San Francisco going to the Jags. Uh, Am I going to finish before work? I don't know. I don't know. It depends on how much I want to talk about this. Um, Robinson is kind of touchdown dependent. This defense has been playing a little bit better. I'm not going to touch it. Arnold kind of in a good position at 41, but I, again, if, if you can afford it after you build your lineup, put Arnold in, but otherwise no thanks and Garoppolo um, and Debo. How can you not love Debo in this one? But Jags defense has been like Jackal and Hyde lately. They've been really good, really bad, really good, really bad. Kittle has emerged, so they don't have to funnel everything to Debo anymore. Ayuk is finally showing out. Uh, they like to lean on the ground game. Mitchell might be hurt. 
uh, well, he has a broken finger. He is hurt. They might have to completely rely on Jeff Wilson, but they do like to play a lot of running backs. See how much uncertainty there is there. We're moving on. And we're going to talk Bengals going to Vegas. <sighs> I sigh because Bengals are kind of tough on defense. Um, kind of tough against the run. Raiders have been really hard to figure out. But here's what I got to say. that Brian Edwards has been compared to Devontae Adams for way too long now. And now is his opportunity to prove it. Is he Devontae Adams? Um, I highly doubt it. But against the Bengals, again, no Henry Ruggs. Renfro only gets like 60, around 60% snap percentage each, each game. So he's out there on obvious passing plays. Edwards is out there in all the rushing plays, so he gets like 80 plus, 90 plus. Um, good blocking wide receiver. But against this defense, Devontae Adams, who he com- continuously gets compared to, um, blew up and got over 200 yards receiving. So if this is the week for Edwards to to prove that he is comparable to Devontae Adams, it's this week, even though my ex-cowboy, Chidobe Awuzie, um, will be seeing a lot of them. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Storyline there says, hey, get ahead of the curve and pick pick this one. So Brian Edwards will see it. If he doesn't do it here, then goodbye. Be gone with you. Um, so Brian Edwards at 41, we're thinking there. We're putting him on the list. And the Joe Burrow Bengals, I think everyone on this Bengal side of the ball is appropriately priced. Um, if you can fit it, use Zoma in after you build their lineup, sure. Uh, but I think it's just going to spread out too much. There's going to be a lot of pressure on Burrow. Maybe that lifts Boyd up more on this one. Um, but Nate Hobbs is one of the best slot cornerbacks. You got Casey Hayward out there on Higgins. <sighs> really could be a Jamar Chase game. God, I just keep talking myself into guys I want to talk myself into, but I'm going to do it. Seeing those matchups, Jamar Chase could be in a smash spot. So Jamar Chase is 72. Chase, 72, and Brian Edwards at 41. That's all we want to talk about there. I mean, do you want to talk about Joe Mixon and his timeshare with freaking P. Ryan? I don't. So that's it. We're going to move on. We're going to move on from that. Okay, so going to take, you know, have a little side note here. Side note, this team that I've been begging and pleading Please, please pick up and start Quez Watkins. I want you to win and keep my 2% playoff chance hopes alive. Please. That team decided to pick up Elijah Moore, who's playing in a rain game, versus the Dolphins with Joe Flacco at the helm. Raw dog and unvaccinated Joe Flacco. So how much evidence do I have to show you, Turd Ferguson? God damn I wish I could start Quez Watkins this week, but he's a one-week streamer, and I like my matchups going forward better. 
So it's it's just so painful. It's so so painful. Anyway, did I, I had to pause and do some work stuff. Um anyway, we uh I think I think we just got through the Bengals and Raiders game, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that's where I left off. So we're going to talk about the, the game with the highest over under, and that would be the Cowboys and Chiefs at 55 and a half. Holy shit. It's going to be it's going to be a one for the ages. Um, on the Chiefs side, this whole line is looking phenomenal, and they may or may not be with Daryl uh, C.E.H. Clyde. Edwards, Hilaire, uh, Daryl Williams kind of draws a good matchup, lower price point, but I'm going to trust my Cowboys defense, say no thanks. Um, they've been burned by Titans in the past, but been a little bit tougher lately, so I'm going to say no thanks. I've said all year the way to attack the Cowboys is in the slot, and that's what Tyreek Hill does. Um, quick little reference point. Remember what Darius Tony did in the slot versus the Cowboys? He was on base for over 200 yards. So Ty Freak Freaking Hill 100,000% is in play at 82. We're going Ty Freak. Uh, you're stupid not to. And on the Cowboys, sad. What will the Cowboys do versus this Kansas City Chiefs? defense in Kansas City at Arrowhead. They're going to do whatever they want. They're going to be able to pass it to Lamb. They're going to be able to pass it to Cooper. They're going to be able to pass it to Gallup. They're going to be able to pass it to Schultz. They're going to be able to pass it to Zeke. They're going to be able to pass it to Tony. Tony Pollard. They're going to be able to run it with Zeke, run it with Tony. They're going to be able to do whatever they want. So, of course, Dak Prescott is in play, but trying to guess if any one of these single uh, weapons... You know, Zeke going to come away with like two touchdowns, three touchdowns, 100 yards rushing. Who knows? Is he going to do good, but then Gallup's going to get a touchdown and Schultz is going to get like 70 yards and Cooper's going to get involved and Lamb's going to do his thing. I'm just not going to guess it. So all you have to do here is do Dak Prescott. Dick Peniscock, as we like to call him. Dak Prescott, my man for the Cowboys in an amazing spot and you got to pay for him. You know, no surprise there. You got to, you got to go up and go get him at 72, but he's the fifth highest priced quarterback who I'd expect to be number one overall. So that's good value at 72. I love it. Not as good of a value as cam friggin' cam at 51. But 72 for Dak, if you can go up and get it, you better go up and then go get it. So love it, love it, love it, love it. And last game, we we got we got the Cardinals going to Seattle. And Russell Wilson, is he gonna be better this week? Maybe. Hopefully, maybe he throws the ball a little bit better. 
maybe they're a little bit more conservative and Pete Carroll, like you said, we we run on the ball pretty good. We should keep running the ball. Um, maybe, maybe they do that. Maybe they, they're more conservative and protect Wilson more. And if you trust what their head coach is saying to the media, then that's going to happen. I'm going to stay away from uh, Metcalf and Lockett. They're going to try to control the clock and control the game. I think Everett is worth a flyer again. You see Everett's production spike up when the Seahawks um, have to keep up with strong opposing offenses. Uh, You also see Disley's uh, snap percentage creep up when the Seahawks want to run the ball a lot. So it's still a coin flip. Uh, Again, it's one of those things, who cares about tight end this week? Build your lineup. Whichever tight end you can fit in there, great. I'd go as low as Ryan Griffin with the Jets at 25. Um, Next up from that, I'd go with uh, Swaim for the Titans at 28. He's been getting like around four or five targets in red zone looks too with no more Derrick Henry. Those are probably the better punts. Um, But I still, if you can afford it, I'd rather have Everett at 31, even though it's kind of a coin flip. What's going to happen there? He had eight catches, eight targets. Looked like a beast. I don't know why they wouldn't keep involving him. So at 31, got to love that. Uh, I'm not going to trust any of these running backs. Not sure if Carson's going to be in, but I don't care. I don't care who it is back there. Not doing it. Still like this uh, run defense for the Cardinals. I think it's going to be a low on the low side. It's at 48 and a half over under. I think it's on the low side. I'm not doing it. And Cardinals Murray likely to be back. Hopkins. It's still not definitive on these guys. We'll do a quick on the fly update. See what we got for Kyler. Kyler. Tyler. No, Kyler. I said, my name is Kyle. Kyler. Uh, limited at Wednesday. For Kyler, he's pretty close to playing again, quote unquote. Yeah, I, don't, I, I could see them playing him against the Seahawks. I think he's healthy. They've just been kind of being conservative there. What about DeAndre? DeAndre Hopkins. Roto. DeAndre Hopkins. Um, He's a non-participant. He doesn't really need to participate. Um, I think he'd make it work. I'd be surprised if he didn't play, but not going to really change my opinion on things too much. Hopkins is at 65. So if he does have a clean bill of health practices in full Friday, I think at 65, that's pretty damn fucking good. I'd like to jam Hopkins in, um, but he might not be 100%. James Conner has been killing it. And this defense hasn't been killing it versus the run, but I still kind of like Bobby Wagner and uh, this D-line quite a bit, Jamal Adams. Um, So Connor is the touchdown machine. He's going to get the looks in the red zone. He's going to get the rush attempts. So I do really like James Connor here, even though it's not necessarily a ceiling game, even though it kind of looks like it should be. CX are like 31st, 32nd versus the run. They face some tough running back opponents this year, driving that up. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
James Conner at 61. Hard to do much worse than that, so he makes the list. Jaycon. Jaycon and Young GZ. I see you riding. Okay. Um so Jaycon on the list. Motherfuckers. And yeah, I, I honestly I think that's it. Again, I, I don't think this is gonna be I'm gonna pick the under on this point total, just with those banged up superstar quarterbacks. And that's all we got for the slate. So if we run it back, we got a pretty small list here for DFS week 11. Quarterback-wise, Cam Newton, 51. Dak Prescott, 72. That's it. Running back, C-Mac, 89. Uh, Monty, D-Mont at 55. And Connor at 61. That's it, y'all. Pretty good wide receiver, sack wide receiver list. Um, starting with the studs, Adams, 84. Ty Freak, 82. The top two highest price point guys. Then you got AJ Brown at 77, Jamar Chase at 72. And then we got my favorite dart throws, Quez Watkins, 37. Great mash matchup. He's going to blow the fuck up this week. Look out. You heard it here first. And Brian Edwards. Can we compare him to Devonta Adams? We'll find out this week at 41. Tight end? Who gives a shit? Build your lineup? Put a tight end in. Whatever you can afford after it. Kind of the same with defense this week, but do really like the Panthers and the Browns if we can get up there. And that's all I got for y'all motherfuckers. So enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Good luck this weekend. Bye.